0: Everyone, welcome back to another episode of your weekly lift. I feel like I can't say it this month, but I'm gonna. <laughs> <laughs> it's that time of the month, <laughs> We're
1: extra hungry and tired. Laura comes along. <laughs>
0: So time of the month where we're joined by Laura, um, and this week we were very in sync with our podcast episode. It's going to sound even more like a time of the month now, isn't it? And we thought we would chat all things running. So welcome, Laura.
1: Hello, hello. Excited to be back.
0: It's going to be nice, actually, I think, to talk about, a di- like, have a different topic going on this episode. I feel like we've spoken a lot about, like, mindset or, like, nutrition, and we're going in with, like, running this time.
1: Yeah, I think it's a really good time to be talking about running as well because it's definitely like the sun keeps trying to break through the rain and the minute you start feeling that spring sun is when you're like, you know what, I think I'll go for a run. Yeah,
0: (laughs) so true. I saw someone the other day, I think one of our clients was like, I haven't run in like six weeks and now I'm running today because I saw the slightest bit of sunshine.
1: (laughs) Oh, it makes all the difference, doesn't it? All the difference.
0: It really does. Um. So the time this ep- this podcast comes out, we're actually going to be like two weeks into Uplift and you're going to be doing the first check-ins, aren't you? Mm-hmm. I'm excited. Like, I'm really excited to see how, like, we've, just for context, like, we have been working these last couple of weeks on getting, like, our Uplift ladies up and running as well, um... And I always think it's nice to have a little catch up about that on the podcast too.
1: Yeah, I think it's been really nice. You've got a really nice group of um, women getting some results coming in as well, getting like bits of feedback of like, you know, week one, what people have lost, um, getting tagged in, how people are finding workouts. Um, So yeah, I think it's it's one of the things I really like about doing things as a group is that like, being able to connect together with the things that are going well, talking about some of the struggles, being like as well, I've just being able to have that like uh, the other day, they um, one of our ladies posted about chickpea pasta, being like, has anyone tried this before? Is it nice or am I going to regret it because it's quite high in protein? And I was actually like, I mean, I quite like it, but <laughs> I've never tried it <laughs> It's not real pasta, don't get me wrong, it's not real pasta, but I feel like if you've got a good sauce with it for the extra protein- It's worth it. It can be a good option.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I always think as well, what comes up around like the start of a program is that like tendency to want to do it all and be perfect, like from day dot. And I just wanted to cover that even though it's nothing to do with running. Um, but if you are listening to this and you have just started on like a program or, you know, you are trying to implement some like healthier habits, Don't put so much pressure on yourself for it to be like perfect from the off because we were chatting, weren't we, the other day about just like it can be so easy to be like, oh, I'm not ticking all my boxes and I'm going to give up. But actually, you don't need to give up. Like sometimes it just takes some kind of adapting and adjusting and actually like that could work better for you. But sometimes that first week or two is about finding your feet in terms of what works.
1: Yeah I try and remind people I say this like sometimes I love clients and they'll be like oh god I've had this happen this week and everything's gone you know I've not managed to do this or that and I'm like actually really happy that this has happened for you not because you know like I want you to have a rubbish week but also because that's what life looks like Mm. and it's important to realise that just because everything's you know gone a bit of a miss that doesn't mean that you have to give up on the week or just because you're not able to hit this like idea of what Perfection looks like to me. That's more worrying when I have a client that hits every single goal every single like time. Because yeah. actually, reality is that's not going to last forever, and it's a, a little bit easier sometimes. Almost coaching someone that from the get go is like, right, I've managed to do this, but I'm struggling a little bit with this. Or because then you can go, right, we've got things to work on here to make it so that ultimately the end goal of you being able to leave coaching in a state of maintenance or in a state of growth. You know we need to be able to, to to kind of figure all of these things out so when we're not no longer there and you're making all of these decisions by yourself you're like oh my god I remember we covered this at this point and that's what we did then so yeah agree completely agree um
0: yeah I thought we'd just start with that little motivational <laughs> pep talk um, which has nothing to do with running but to be fair it can do especially if you are, are like starting out on a running journey or maybe like you've entered a race or a half marathon a marathon that's a little bit out of your comfort zone I think it's easy to think you're just going to be this amazing runner from day dot because you've started a training program and actually like that's not the case
1: I'd like to know what it feels like to be one of these people that just starts running and finds it easy I'd yeah I'd love to know what it feels like <laughs>
0: someone actually asked that on instagram like does it ever get easier which we will cover but like it just shows that everyone like i think a majority of us find it hard in our own ways Mm -hmm. so like i said we wanted to do a podcast today all around running like we are in the midst of our own training programs right now so we thought it'd be a really good time to Kind of cover off some questions and some common things that we see with running obviously we also help our own clients with their running goals like we've had quite a lot or we do have quite a lot of clients at the moment working towards like their first half marathons um but you know even some that are trying to get like their first 5k um and i know that is a topic you guys find really useful so should we just start by giving people like a bit of a background or a picture of our own relationships with running so that we know we we can show we know what we're talking about
1: (laughs) yes sure
0: (laughs) do you want to go first
1: uh yeah okay so definitely have never I'm only just starting to see myself as a runner now so definitely come from a non-cardio background I only liked doing you know like dance fit and stuff like that and I've kind of always not i'd say like when i first started running it's because i decided to do the race for life um and i decided to sign up straight away for 10k because i just felt like 5k wouldn't be too much of a challenge i was wrong <laughs> um decided to do the 10k for race for life but i was really committed to running it so i could get some good sponsors for it Um, my dad passed away from cancer so i wanted to like do race for life for him effectively mm-hmm. And yeah, I found it really, really hard. I used to just come back and cry after my runs, if I'm honest, because I just didn't feel like I was very good at it. And I did everything felt really difficult. Um, After I'd done Race for Life twice in the end, and then I didn't really, I can't even tell you what time I ran Race for Life in, if I'm honest, like, because I don't remember. It was so long ago. And then what I would say is after that period of my life, I became a... Very fair weather runner where I would probably run once or twice a year and then really push myself. So I'd usually go out for like one run a year and I'd probably run like anywhere between five to 10 K mm-hmm. with no practice. But again, bearing in mind that my fitness level is always quite high. So it's not like I'm just a person that's been stationary and gone out for a run. Go for like one long run on a nice weather day and then not bother again. And then I did 50 miles in March um, for um Tommy's and did that, decided that I wanted to run it all. So really pushed myself and running again then and then again went back to being a fair weather runner. And then for some reason I just thought, you know what, I'm gonna, you know, do the London marathon for for (laughs) Ryan. So my son's got um Arthritis. He got diagnosed last year with arthritis and I thought, you know, what? I'd love to be able to do something because I feel very much out of control when it comes to his health. There's not like like anything I can do other than obviously manage his medications and stuff like that. There is nothing else I can do to help him. So I thought, well, at least if I could raise some money, that'd be good. And now I am training for a marathon. I did um, Great South Run, which is 10 miles in October. But other than that, like I've just been, you know, Doing a bit of running here and there. And obviously January is where the training really started. (laughs) Yeah. So what are you doing right now? Like three runs a week? Three runs a week. So normally I've only ever, like when I was training for like Great South, I've always thought two runs a week was the most I'd ever do. But for marathon, I'm doing three runs a week. So I run, do an easy run. I do an interval run and then I do a long run each week. And then I do two weighted gym sessions and then I teach obviously the lift live workout but I always take it very easy on myself on that one that's where
0: yeah. right on my training at the moment nice I feel like we've got a similar background with running in the sense of like the race for life and the fair weather running like if I look back over I'm gonna say like maybe the last 10 years I've definitely dipped in and out of running I even think maybe like I did my first race for life like 15 years ago but had no concept of like running or like i think we even just like ran and walked it Um and similar to you like my cousin died of cancer and that's why we did it like for him and like that was just like a really nice, like a way for us to kind of give back. It wasn't even necessarily about like the running. It was just to like say that we've kind of done it. But I think that was a 5k. And then like over the course of the years, um, I think like park run became a thing. And like my family are like, love park run like it's their thing and like my mum's buzzing about the fact she's about to hit like her 300th park run or something like that um and yeah they've always been very much like are you coming to park run are you coming to park run and i've always been very much on those people it's like I hate running. I am not a runner. Um, like I think I would try and go for like the odd run every now and again and get like the worst doms or like the worst pain. I used to get like ovary pain. <laughs> oh my god.
1: Like I, get it. I used to get it really badly in my hips. Like really? Yeah. Pain. Yeah, like I was like, ugh.
0: Yeah, I remember like finishing a park run once and crying that my ovaries hurt and my, <laughs> my, my dad was literally looked at me like are you okay? No, I'm not. (laughs) Yeah, they all thought I was just making it up so that I didn't have to actually run. Um, And then, again, like I said, they're all runners. So then they all started doing London marathons. um, Like, I my dad's done three, my mum's done three, my brother's done two. And I was like, I can't be the only one in the family that's, like, never done one. So I just signed up for for London. And I was just like... (laughs) I don't I I don't think I'd run more than 10k when I signed up for that um which is just quite mad when I think about it now but equally
1: yeah
0: (laughs) yeah, equally I'm just like I think I I am very much like well if I'm going to do it I want to do like the best one and the one that's going to like push me the most out of my comfort zone and that was like pre-lockdown and then it got cancelled because of lockdown like I got up to like 13 miles I think like halfway and then yeah it got cancelled and it was just a bit one of those things that I was like completely gutted about and but then you would think I would have then used like the time between it being cancelled and it getting deferred to to like train and I just didn't I was just again like very much fair weather and then I finally got to like London Marathon time which I think I then had to defer like a couple of years after and um because I had like I think it was at like, my cousin's wedding the day that they like postponed it to and I couldn't do it and I actually just got to the point where I was like I don't even know if this is meant to be and whether I should even do it and then I was like no I'm gonna do it and I think that is when like my running journey like fully started because like if I had to start, like say when I took it actually seriously it would probably have been Then, because even though I trained for the marathon the first time around before it got postponed, I don't feel like I took it very seriously. I probably did, but I just didn't like, it doesn't feel like it now in comparison, if you know what I mean.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and then yeah, I ran London Marathon last, not last October, the October before, um, since then have run Bath half. Um, and now I'm training for London landmarks half. And I think I've decided that I like half marathons better <laughs> than marathons. Well, I think that's what I've decided from this. <laughs> yeah. I even
1: managed the marathon yeah, And I'm like, you know what? I feel like I like half marathon. I'm quite keen on that. Anything past that, no. <laughs> yeah.
0: One thing I would say about running a marathon, it suddenly makes every other run, like, This isn't me putting anyone down that finds half marathons challenging or 5Ks challenging. I think we all have our own levels. But once you've done a marathon, it suddenly makes like a six mile run feel like easy because you're like, I've done a marathon, I can do a six mile run. So if anything, like one of the big things that comes out of it is I think it suddenly just plays down in your own mind, like what is hard and what isn't.
1: Yeah I feel like I've already got that now like on my training plan when I have anything that's less than 10 miles, I'm like oh my god I've got such a nice week. Yeah yeah. (laughs) It's only because of how much the other weeks are so like intense now like January was you know like what I'd class a really nice month of training and February started getting a little bit more uncomfortable but this month is the one it's the beast month. Yeah
0: I can imagine and yeah, I completely feel you. Like sometimes I'm whinging about my runs and I think, God, you're like, you're probably going out and doing like double that distance. <laughs>
1: yeah, well, I'm, it's starting to get like a lot more real now. So like the, the, the runs that I've got ahead of me now are the ones that make me feel a little bit nervous where I've yeah. not felt nervous about any runs up until now. Yeah. And now I'm like, oh.
0: Yeah. Uh, I'm excited for you. I'm (laughs)
1: excited for it being over and
0: having a life again true um okay so yeah I think like that just I think it's I wanted to start with that because I think it's really important to show people like you can get to a level where you're running a marathon or half marathon if you want to and come from a background where you don't actually have ever have classed yourself as a runner and probably hated it even at times um because I think that's a really common place to be in when you start your running journey
1: Yeah, I try and say to people, do you know what, I've said I'm not a runner for the longest time and I've said that I don't like running and I hate running and it's so hard and all of this stuff. But the more I run, the more I really enjoy running and I would comfortably say now I don't see me giving up running. Like my intention is very much to continue running now. Maybe, obviously not to the level that I am at the moment. I don't think I'm going to be an ultra runner or anything like that. But at the same time, I'm like... The better you get at it, the more you enjoy it. It is the same when you first start lifting weights. Like, no one enjoys doing things that they're rubbish at. And unless you are naturally gifted in an area, more than likely you're not going to start your running journey and be like, oh my God, this is just so easy off the bat. Like, mm. it is intense cardio. Um, and you're using your body in a way that, you know, it can be quite impactful <laughs> it yeah. can be you know like you feel more niggles and stuff like that but the more you do it the more your body understands what you do like your um, vo2 max improves and the more that all your muscle fibers are like now like yes i know what i'm doing the recovery is so much easier like i don't ache after my runs like i did when i first started running not at all even though the distance is much more i don't get breathless like i used to even though i'm increasing my speed because all of those things become better as you become better. And then you get to get to that point where you do enjoy running more. So I would just be like, if you're at that stage and you're like, but I tried running and it sucked. You're like, do you know what? Set yourself a little challenge of like, you know, a challenge of like doing a 5k or a 10k, depending on where you're at and just commit to that process of, going like, I'm going to give myself like eight weeks where I make running my priority. And if by the end of it, you're still like, no, really not for me, I really don't like it, then fair enough. Mm. But if you try something once and say you don't like it, you're like, well, you haven't really given it a go
0: you know yeah i agree and i think there's always as well like certain runs that always feel harder than others like runs can change from week to week like you could have a really good run when you're not expecting it and then you could also have a really rubbish run when you're actually feeling quite good so like that one run that you maybe tried to go out and do might have just been a bad run or a bad week that you know you were lacking a bit of energy or you hadn't fueled properly or so on and so forth, but like give yourself at least the opportunity to try it kind of more than once. Definitely. So if there's someone that's like listening to this that does want to get into running, um, where would you suggest
1: they start? Definitely. Sign up to a marathon like I did. (laughs) If you're new to it, definitely start. I I think it's really good to start 5K, 10K, then maybe like looking at doing like a 10 miler, then looking at doing a half marathon, and then you start looking at marathons, then obviously you could go into the world of ultra, right? If you're, like yeah. you're that committed. But that is a really nice pathway to take. Like I forget anyone, any clients that come to me and they're like, I want to start running. I'm like, let's always just start with a 5k. Mm. If you find it too easy and actually you progress really quickly, it's okay to go further ahead in the plan, but you only want to be going up by 10% um on your long runs at a time anyway so you don't want to go from you know naught to, to something the only thing I would say is if you are quite a physically active person in a cardio sense because you could be a really really like keen lifter mm-hmm. and absolutely suck okay and be completely humbled by running but if actually you do quite a lot of hip workouts and you're you know, or you do quite a lot of cardio workouts and stuff like that, then what I would suggest is if you're going to go for a 5K, go for like more of an intermediate 5K and try that rather than going for like a couch to 5K because couch to 5K is literally what it says on the tin. The first couple like of weeks of that are very much, it's mostly intervals. It's an awful lot of walking to building up to being able to run like a mile at a time.
0: Yeah, agree. And also, I would say, like, something like a couch to 5K, I know it is a lot of walking initially, but what is it, like, three times a week, I think, on... at yeah. uh, But it's a bit, like, from someone... Because I, I know people that have started that when they've gone from, like, no exercise to three times a week on couch kept to 5K. And, like, I think, personally, that's just a bit boring. Like, it's, it's not really, like, very challenging... Because I'm a big believer that, like, you need to, to stick to something. You It needs to be challenging, but it needs it needs to be that, like, happy medium between, like, realistic, but equally it needs to make you feel like you're doing something that you're going to feel good about. And don't get me wrong, like, three times a week of a couch to 5K is maybe a good place to start. But, like, to suddenly go from, like, nothing to three runs a week, like, even if some of that is walking slash running... It's quite a lot, like, it's a big ask, I think, of yourself, if you're trying to suddenly fit in workouts all of a sudden.
1: And if you don't love running, because although I would say I think three times a week is an optimal amount to run, if you're trying to really see progress, I would say that it's only because I've got the marathon goal that I'm able to make myself run three times a week. Otherwise, I think personally we would struggle with it twice a week or once a week has always been what I've enjoyed, whereas I would say three times a week, sometimes I'm like, oh, I don't want to go out running again. Like, it takes the enjoyment. And if I didn't have that big goal that I was working towards, I definitely would cut down the amount I run.
0: Yeah, and I think actually that's a big reason I... I, I think it depends on what type of person you are. Obviously, I was very active already when I signed up for that marathon the first time. Like, I didn't go from nothing to signing up to a marathon. But people just, do. People genuinely do. They like, do. To do. Nothing and then
1: just like, right, I'm going to sign up for the marathon. Yeah,
0: which, you know, you could argue is stupid. But then on the other side, you could almost argue if, like, it gives you something that you have no choice that you have to, like, kick yourself into action for. Like you said, you wouldn't get out and run three times a week if you didn't have that and i knew like if i was gonna run if you were gonna get me to start running consistently it needed me to, f- to be for something that was actually worthwhile and was gonna like get me out of bed
1: <laughs> yeah plus once you've told someone that you're doing like that's the only good thing about booking a race is once you've sort of told people you're gonna do it you yeah. really feel like you've got to commit to your training that's another thing that i would say like if you are being like oh do i sign up for something do i not it depends how much you want that fire in your belly but mm. once you've once you've done something especially if you do you're doing it for donations once people have sponsored you for it you are like I've got to do it now <laughs> I can't back yeah. out because I've told people I'm doing it people have actually put money forward to say that they believe that I can do it yeah. the last thing you want to do is like not do it so
0: true actually and I think that's why obviously I, like it's easy to forget I think your journey, but when the the marathon got postponed in COVID for me, I already had raised like £2,000, which is what I had to raise for the charity. And I was like, well, I have to do it. Like, because people have put their hard-earned money into sponsoring me to do this. So I think a charity is a big one, especially if it's a charity that's really close to your own heart as well.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think... Signing up to a race in general can be a really good motivator because it also gives you an end date on it and I'm not saying I'm actually not someone that often would sign up to races and stuff like that unless it's one that I really fancy doing because I am very good at motivating myself or being disciplined enough to get myself out but if you are someone that struggles with that motivation or that discipline to go and do something signing up to a race I think is really great at pushing you because you then you want to go and do your best because you, again you've committed to something then you've put your money in to say look I'm gonna do this race and you get a little trophy you know you get your little medal, medal. At the end, so yeah I've good. got all
0: mine hung up like love it
1: <laughs> I don't know if I'm gonna do that like I am gonna like properly like put them all like once I've got some more at the moment I just have one I don't have my um race for life ones
0: the London Marathon is like the best one to get as well it's like such a cool medal
1: I feel like I'm going to frame it and put it on the wall, but, like, that was that one time that I did something really Oh, weird. yeah, I know people
0: that have done that. Like, they'll put their number and then their medal, like, in a frame and it's in their, like, downstairs toilet or something.
1: <laughs> That's going to be me.
0: <laughs> um, no, I don't blame you. It's nice. Like, it's a massive achievement. So, like, you should 100%, like, recognise that, you know, and remind yourself of what you did achieve.
1: Yeah. I'm looking forward to collecting some medals. I think, that, again, that will be, like, a nice thing to be able to do. To, yeah. You know... A hundred percent,
0: yeah. Oh, I was gonna say, and also I was gonna say, like, if you're a fair weather runner, that's why I actually signed up to London Landmarks Half, was because I knew it's so easy to just stay in your comfort zone of like being in the gym and being in the warm. and i knew my running fitness was massively gonna i was gonna lose it because i know i wouldn't get myself out in the rain in the dark so like if i've got an event i'm working towards in the spring i have to get out in the winter and run
1: yeah i think it's good to have like winter events as well um again if you are someone that's like no I usually only go out at this time because it does push you to go out and do the runs that are a little bit more challenging and yeah. I also do feel like there is a real sense of pride sometimes so I'm not saying like oh, I love the sunny runs like I am such a sun person and like I adore them they are my jam but the runs sometimes that suck when it gets you with rain and you have to run through muddy, muddy puddles and stuff like that when you get in and you know that you've just gone and done something that was pretty gross and horrible, you're like, do you know what, I'm really proud of myself for doing that. Mm-hmm. Like, that's where you you learn that skill of that grit and determination that you can carry that skill into you know other places of your life. When things get tough, when you don't want to do something, how do you push yourself to keep going and keep doing it?
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. So, yeah, I think, like, there's
0: various ways if you are looking to get into running, like, there are various ways you can do it. Sign up to a race, couch to 5K. Um, I know some of my clients, like, if they don't have the time to commit to three runs a week, then, like, to do a couch to 5K, let's say, um, then I tend to just put, like, a 30-minute run in their um, calendars, and then we work on, like... I say to them, like, don't go out and just aim to, like, be able to run 30 minutes non-stop if you've never run before. But, like, maybe do a couple minutes run, couple minutes walk, couple minutes run. And then over the weeks, we'll build up the times it takes for you to stop. Or we'll build up, you know, some people have already got a really good level of fitness and they can go and do a 30-minute run without stopping. And then in that case, we'll be like, right, we'll work on getting... 4k in 30 minutes and then we're going to work on getting 5k in 30 minutes. So I think there's various ways you can get into running depending on your current level of fitness and also like where you are, like what you're able to commit to it really.
1: Yeah, I feel like when it comes to how many times a week you're going to run, you've got to be honest with yourself in how much it's going to fit. And depending on how hard it's going to be for you to get to that goal. I mean, for me, I'm running three times a week because I feel like without three times a week, I will struggle to get to where I want to be. Come the marathon. Yeah. But equally, I've done plenty of times where I've trained just once a week Same. or trained twice a week, depending on where you want to get to. Like if you're like, oh, I can only realistically run once a week, be like, that's fine. But obviously, you need to make sure that if you're signing up to a 5K and you're, you know, still quite new to running, you're probably not going to get there, you know, in six to eight weeks. You might want to have like 10 to 12 weeks to be able to get there because it's going to take you much longer to be able to build up because you're not supposed to go over that 10% threshold. Yeah. obviously to reduce risk of injuries um and again if you're doing your runs i think be smart about which ones you're doing obviously if you're only doing one run a week you're pretty much always going to be using that as your long run even though sometimes that might be a little bit more intervaly in the fact that you might have to walk in places it's still always going to technically be your long run because it's going to be where you're you're looking at distance yeah um i mean unless you are again training for speed and that's what your goal is then you could just do an interval once a week but you probably wouldn't bother with easy run unless you just wanted to just say basically just be like a a fun runner yeah um and then obviously two runs a week you want to make sure that you're getting your long run every week and then i would say you'd want to prioritize intervals over your easy run because your intervals is where you tend to build your speed up so again that's if you were doing two then i'd say do that split and then if you got three, you get an easy run in there as well so you get your easy run your interval or tempo run um and then your long run
0: yeah and i also think it depends on what like you're doing around it doesn't it like i i actually trained for the marathon of two runs a week but that's because crossfit does have very like runny based like not running based workouts but they have workouts that really complement runs like there's a lot of like box jumps and and things like the intervals and like there's interval running and things like that so I think it really just massively depends on what you do around it too
1: yeah spins a good one as well actually if you wanted to ever switch out a run especially if you wanted to switch out your interval run because you're like I don't want to go running that much spins a really good one because again that effectively works in intervals yeah yeah
0: um okay um common mistakes you see when people are trying to hit running girls maybe we should just do like one each
1: yeah
0: so for me i was going to cover the whole running to lose fat quicker um so a lot of people start running because they think it's going to be better for fat loss um or they think yeah, you know, i hear it all the time oh should i do more cardio should i include to run i think like that's going to help me like lose weight quicker now running is because of its high intensity you are going to burn a lot of calories running um but so it, in some sense you could argue that if you did three runs a week and you did three f- weight sessions a week you would naturally going to be burning more calories during the running However that does not necessarily mean it's going to be better for fat loss because like I've seen on your stories recently like you just can't stop eating when you run like you're so hungry because you are burning so many calories um so it's not necessarily better for fat loss and I also don't think if that is the only reason you're doing it, it won't be enough to get you out of the door because running can be hard at times. Um, so yeah, I think like if I had to say what, like my biggest misconception or mistake I see with running is like that people do it for the wrong reasons. And actually there's, there's some big, like fat loss is definitely basically not one of them.
1: Yeah, no, I completely agree. I thought I was going to get this amazing runner's body and strip all this body fat, you know, <laughs> even though I knew that wouldn't be the case. I still was hoping <laughs> that that could be I'd like go on holiday and be like, oh, man, I'm so lean and lovely. But uh, as Lucy said, all I want to do is eat all of the time. I'm just constantly starving. Plus as well, making sure that you're fueling yourself properly, especially as you start getting into those longer runs. Like I don't have to, I wouldn't normally, I'm not a breakfast person, but if I've got a long run, I have to eat like a much bigger carby breakfast than I would ever do if I was on a fat loss plan. It'd be much easier for me to lose weight without the running because then I'd be like, I can have this light breakfast, it's like filled with protein and it's gonna be lean. Whereas I'm like, I basically just gotta eat loads of carbs before I go running because actually anything else I struggle with to eat at that time in the morning. And then I'm eating sweets throughout my run and energy gels throughout my run, which normally I wouldn't be taking in those calories. And then when you get home, you need to refuel. So naturally, calories end up being higher because you have to, otherwise you're going to end up injuring yourself.
0: Yeah, yeah. Agree. That's another big thing is just people don't, like, fuel for their runs properly Mm -hmm. and wonder why they find them hard. And it's because they're not actually fueling their body properly. But I feel like that's a whole other topic.
1: Yeah. Okay, what's yours? Oh, I would say... Actually, the warm-up and activation work or being mindful of your muscles because I've noticed such a difference in how it's affecting my technique and my recovery. Um, Obviously, we know that we should stretch, you know, and we should warm up, but how easy it is to skip those Um, and especially those areas that you know you struggle with. Like I don't run using my, or I wasn't running enough using my glutes to start with. And because of that, I was actually having niggles in my ankles and knees. And I just Mm. wasn't aware that I wasn't really using my glutes when I ran. And I was like, well, they never ache afterwards. I've never had that issue now before I run. Like I'll always make sure I do some good mornings. Um, I, my weight training that I'm doing at the moment is very heavily glute focused, which I've never done before to make sure that I'm really making sure that they're really awake and ready to go, um, and again, stretching out my calves, making sure that my hamstrings are stretched out and warm before I go, because they're actually the ones that I feel tightness in. And again, when I feel tight in them, then I start feeling stiff in my ankle and my knees. So just remembering in that all of that is connected. So I think it's really important to make sure that you're doing warm up and cool downs, but also tuning into your own body and where you struggle with with your runs because one person's running technique looks very different to another person's running technique and although i'd like to say we all you know we just you know make sure that you you know you've got that perfect running form and it's important to practice that actually when things start really hitting struggle town in your runs it's really hard to keep that form going so being able to make sure you're giving yourself the best chances to reduce injury i would say it's very key agree yeah
0: um Okay I'm just conscious on time so I feel like maybe we should leave the nutrition part to like another podcast because (laughs) I feel like we're getting we've I've got a load of questions from Instagram as well that we need to answer so maybe we should just skip to the questions and come back to the nutrition maybe do another episode on nutrition and running um which will be quite a good one I think anyway to cover because I think we could easily fill a whole hour talking about that yeah definitely (laughs) okay um do you want to talk us through any like running must have items and I'm going to quickly find my phone with the questions on because it's not next to me
1: (laughs) okay so my must haves is definitely a running vest and I would recommend investing in a decent one um I first off just got a really cheap running vest on Amazon but it was very ill-fitting and then soon as long runs start getting longer anything that doesn't fit You'll soon find out rubs and then you will end up with little graze marks and stuff on you. So I recommend investing in a good running vest. Honestly, when I saw the price of this tiny little bit of material, I was like, (laughs) what? But it has been an absolute constant and I wouldn't be able to run without it. Um, And also they come with like fill up water, like water pouches and stuff like that. Ones that you can't guzzle the drinks down, um, which I think is really important. So you can just take on little bits of water. Definitely getting a good pair of running trainers, go and get Mm. your gait test analysis done. Make sure because it's really easy to injure yourself if you're not running in the right trainers and find ones that you like. More than likely, they will be ugly and expensive. Um, and be aware of that. Yeah, we need to invent like a nice running trainer. (laughs) Yeah, you're not shopping for cuteness, you're shopping for the stuff that's actually going to help you. Um, And again, what one person likes to run in is really different to what someone else likes to run in. So as much as possible, like do go to somewhere that you can try them on and run on a treadmill in the shop, which again, if you do gait analysis, you can do that. So you can get a bit of a feel for what feels good um, when you're running. Um, And then the other thing I really like is having a cap. And i know that sounds a bit silly but having my running cap especially if it's raining and in poor weather i always wear my cap because it stops the water getting in my eyes good one and or if it's really windy again like i can tip my head down so i literally did this on camera and none can see but i just tip my head down slightly or like i can angle it slightly so it just doesn't whip into your eyes and it can just those little things can make especially like longer runs a lot more comfortable
0: yeah yeah for me i don't have a running vest but i do have a running belt um, I hate like things being around me. Like if I could just run in like not that I'm gonna go running like barra knickers, but if I could I would. <laughs> um so I have a little running belt and I can fit in that belt like a soft water bottle. Um, so I, again, like I can take on bits of water, um, and like my sweets or like gels if I if I took gels. Um it was a bit of a problem when I was running for a marathon because um you obviously need like a bit more than like a small water bottle and I think I did actually have like one of those water packs on my back um but yeah for me a must-have running item is probably my belt um but equally like a good pair of headphones as well because like um, podcast music get me round the runs and yeah like if I didn't have my headphones they wouldn't be half as enjoyable.
1: And in winter, I like having the headphones that go like fully over your ears, like the ones that go over your head. I actually prefer them anyway because other headphones just fall out my ears constantly and drive me nuts. Having the ones that fully go over your head, they also work as earmuffs so you don't get cold ears.
0: Yes. Um, (laughs) Right, have you got time for some questions? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, Cool. So first one was, does it ever get to the point where it feels good?
1: I'd say yes. I enjoy running now not every run I'm not gonna say I like every run but Friday the sun was out I felt like I had loads of energy I was just about like about to hit ovulation so I was full of beans and you know what it felt absolutely wonderful I felt great running yeah Um, yeah
0: I would say if it doesn't get to a point where it feels good then maybe you're going too fast for your ability at that moment in time um Cause yeah, I think like for me, I know like runs feel good when I'm going at like a pace that is suited to my fitness and my body. And if they are constantly feeling like savage and hard, you're perhaps going too fast.
1: Yeah, definitely always slow it down. Like I think it's really important to remember that the more you can focus on enjoying the run over your pace, you know, unless you are, you know, really working towards a time, then what's the point? You may as well just do your best to enjoy your runs. Yeah, agree. agree. Um,
0: how long before your first half should you add more runs slash less weights
1: to your plan? I personally wouldn't reduce my weights down i would keep my weight sessions as they are i would reduce probably how heavy i was lifting in them but i would play that by ear by how my body is feeling you know like i'm going to be lifting weights all the way up until i run the marathon and it would be the same with a half marathon um but obviously you just don't want to push yourself so hard in the gym that you have severe doms the next day or you can't move so maybe just thinking about pushing yourself more to like 60 70 percent rather than that like 80 percent yeah and in terms of
0: runs, like, I wouldn't be, at, like, normally for a normal training program, it's about 16 to 12 weeks-ish. But, like, like Laura said, depending on where you are and how much you can commit to it, like, will depend on when you start that training program as such. Um, And I wouldn't be adding runs further on down the line. I would just start with a required amount of runs and then keep
1: at those throughout the program. I think that's why it's really important to follow a training program because the only time you're going to start reducing your runs down is literally right before the race and then you're just going to be reducing speed rather than how many runs you're doing, really. Yeah. But weight training, it can be easy to be like I
0: just need to focus on running. Weight training plays a massive part in your um in like in everything to do with running. Like you don't need to be just running when you are tr- have got a running goal like it might be what you focus on but weights is still important and I definitely think you need to be incorporating weights regardless of whether
1: you've got a running goal or a weights goal or, or not yeah it will massively reduce your risk of injury by making sure that you are still lifting weights and just doing weighted workouts that complement running mm.
0: um any tips to help with breathing whilst running
1: uh, finding something that's comfortable for you. I know some people like to be full mouth breathers. Some people like to be full, full nose breathers. Yeah. I like to in through my nose, out through my mouth. So find, play around with what feels comfortable for you. I do try and breathe as much as possible in a rhythm because rhythm, that helps yeah. me with my pacing and by being rhythmic with my breath. Like I know if I start getting breathless, it means I'm running too fast because my breath should be roughly staying the same throughout
0: yeah agree i count in for four out for four if i remember now i tend to just like do it occasionally like if i need to bring it back like if i'm probably going too fast um but when i first started i used to literally count in my head one two three four out three four but that will depend on you and what feels comfortable for you you could do it for free you could do it for two um and that's, yeah, how I would do it. And like you said, it's great for pacing. How often do you need to run to see progress?
1: I mean, I think you. it depends on how much progress you want to see. You can see progress running once a week, but it's going to be slow progress. If you want to see fast progress, I think, you know, you want to be looking at like two to three times a week. Ideally three, I think is a really nice split just because it still gives you time to strength train. Um, which again is something that we would advise and it means you get that easy run interval or tempo run and then a long run Um, but yeah I I don't think there's like you can see progress at any point long as you're being consistent with what you're doing.
0: Agree yeah I think um, I've seen progress doing one run a week in a 5k time let's say but in terms of like my endurance over time and my stamina like I wouldn't just be going out and doing one long run a week. I would probably then commit to like more three times a week. So I think it just depends on your goal. Yeah, definitely. Cool. Okay. Well, we will leave it there. Um, Unless you've got anything else to add.
1: No, I think that's it. I think it's, it's just like, if you've got that thing that says, you know what, I'd like to see if I can give this running thing a go, then maybe just sign yourself up to a program and commit to a program and really, really give it a go. Because if you just give it a couple of runs, the chances are you're not gonna enjoy it in a couple of runs. So by committing to something like eight weeks and really putting your all into it, that's where you'll be able to work out whether it's something that you feel like you could enjoy or not.
0: Yeah, and also don't just do it because everyone else is doing it at the moment. I think that's another thing. It's really easy to see everyone out there running. It's become this like trendy thing um, that, you know, you might genuinely just not enjoy and that's okay as well. But figure that out for yourself. Don't just do it because you think you should be doing it. Yeah, 100%. Cool. Well, I think we'll definitely do another podcast episode, maybe on like nutrition around like longer runs. I think will be a really good one to cover. So let us know guys, if you listen into this, if you think that would be useful. Um, but otherwise we will see you next month for another episode.